on the Spencer's the Pez. Go hang out at the cons, Renaissance Fest. Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. <laughs> Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Welcome to the Fanboy Planet Podcast for June 6, 2007. Today's panel of experts include editor of FanboyPlanet.com, Derek McCaw. Ooh, yes. Editor of All Soundwaves Good and Evil, Rick Brettschneider. Especially the evil ones. Especially. And me, I'm your announcer, and I get the loudest intro. I'm Michael Goodson. That's where the evil ones come from. Yeah, you know, hey, and Michael, it's great to see you in men's clothing again. <laughs> Happy to be in them. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm flying it as Eddie Izzard style. This here we are at the okay. at uh, elusive comics and games. Two seven two five. Wait a minute. Where's Lawn? Where's Lawn? Well, I needed an announcing gig, and uh, we do it the Klingon way here in the comic book store, and he had to go. All right. Well, he did have to go. Apparently, he's at an, an A's game this evening. That's baseball, A's. right? A's. It's it's baseball. Yeah, yeah. So oh, somebody who isn't oh, at the game. Good, we hear from Adam. All right, so yeah, Lon cannot be with us tonight, and that's why Michael has stepped up and decided he's going to be the announcer, a very uh, casual announcer too. He's just there waiting. He did it in one. What's up, Daddy? Yeah, it's true. That's, that's what they call me. That's what we may just have to replace Lon completely. He's yeah. out. One take, Goodson. Mm-hmm. I think it's ball one. I thought that was one minute. Okay. I thought that was one lay. Yeah. Uh, 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 anyway. All right. Podcast is already unraveled. Two minutes in. Two, two minutes. Is that how long we've been? Derek, doing? take us, it. take us to the topic board. Well, let's talk. Let's talk some actual comics, because that's what we're here for. At Elusive Comics and Games, two seven two five El Camino Real, Suite one hundred five in Santa Clara, Santa California. California. Still just down from Juicy Burger. Now. Nestled right. sweetly between an Asian chiropractor and an Asian rice bakery. Indeed, named Elusive. No sign. Hard to find. <laughs> That's elusive. This is elusive. That's what I meant. Right. And it only appears once every hundred years in mm. Scotland. Brigadoon. It's like the castle in Carroll. Yeah. This. And <laughs> moving right along. Let's, moving. let's see. Does our audience get a Krull reference <laughs> or a musical theater reference? <laughs> Sadly, both. <laughs> Anywho. Who's <laughs> the one in Family Guy who appears? Well, Donnie Most appears once every hundred years. Yeah. Yes. Donnie Most. Uh, we've got a lot of things coming in comics this week. Uh, a group that perhaps no one uh, should be surprised is showing up on the stands again, even though they sparked Civil War. Oh. What group am I talking about? What super team that everyone inexplicably loves after they're all dead? The Confederates? The Monkeys? No, not the Monkeys. Love them, though. My gosh. Here are Peter Tork. <laughs> I think Lon's are Davy Jones. You're our Peter Dork. <laughs> uh, the New Warriors are back. Oh the my. New Warriors! So it's really the Only New, new slightly Warriors. Singed. Come <laughs> out and suck! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got that one. Yeah, yes. So the New Warriors, the Marvel version, not the Walter Hill macho film version. The New Warriors, the super team led by Night Thrasher. 
the millionaire. <laughs> I knew a girl who's a night thrasher. Yeah, I know. And, uh, which, of course, Speedball was the lo- supposedly the lone survivor of the New Warriors who became Penance. Penance. Uh, the sadomasochistic hero. Edgy. Edgy, edgy. I bet Jane Wheatland likes Spiky. him. Spiky. Yes. Uh, so the New Warriors back on the stand, featuring... All the, but since they were all dead, it's all characters that uh, are actually sort of looks like new X-Men who lost their powers after M-Day, kind of gathering up. Ooh. And so it's kind of an interesting... Maybe a little thing I'm just a little bothered by. They do a couple of things in there to fool us for no other reason than if they didn't do it, we wouldn't be fooled. Yeah, I'm sure Marvel's just responding to the tremendous outcry of consumers who say, we don't want a new Warriors book. Right. Gosh, and, those and kids that died seem so interesting. Yeah, because uh, we really bought that miniseries last year. Sure. And led them to killing them. Who, who didn't? We didn't. But, but a better book that is relaunched today. Yes, Tell Fear Agent. Yeah, Fear Agent has switched Keith. publishers. Rick Remender's uh, sci-fi space opera, the EC book that EC never published. Keith Hudson, right? How do you do a space opera yeah. comic book? Is there a, include a CD with a score? It's a it's read a along? genre. It's a genre. Oh, it's not space. actually opera. No, like soap operas don't actually sing. Never watched one. So good. Liar. <laughs> One life. I need my stories. <laughs> yeah, okay. Space. So Fear Agent has switched from Image Comics to Dark Horse Comics, and so it is being relaunched officially. Rick Remender writing Tony Moore on art. Tony Moore, of course, had, at, I believe he's the artist on Walking Dead, so people probably should follow over to that. He's, uh, There's a book I do good. There you go. And you should be reading Fear Agent. I think you would enjoy Fear Agent very much. I would only enjoy it if it was Agent Fear. You're so wrong. James Fear. <laughs> Great. Save that for a different pitch, all right? Gosh, you, you just blow it. You just throw it all out. Sorry. There. Hey, I give it away for away. free, kids. Yeah, uh-huh. Now he's yeah. going to have a James Fear book. You Thanks. should hear the stuff I hold back. No. Porn Trends no, you Magazine. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> anyway. He's Fear still Agent. on this side of the line. I know. I know. Fear Agent number one I haven't dropped out. a single F-bomb. And I'm gonna Can't say edit within, me. I was going to say within six months, I'm going to bet that we're going to also find out that there's a movie deal attached to this because it was just uh, suspicious timing. That'd be that, cool. That, uh, yeah, it would if be. If they good. do the it costumes would, all the same way, that'd be it awesome. It would be a very cool book. It's basically uh, about one lone human. Well, it's a throwback to the Wally Wood space stuff. Which give, give me a pitch. Helmets. Give me a pitch because I know nothing about it. What, what is it? Uh, give me the, the blurb. Heath is the last fear the, agent. The last fear agent, which was a group of special police set up to help fight alien invasion, and they lost. So now he's the last guy. Earth has been destroyed. There are humans scattered throughout the galaxy, but he's going out. Basically now a bounty hunter, a ruthless bounty hunter against alien races. So it's like a space opera, I would say. Yes, going uh, through time and space as well, because he's trying, he has been thrown back in time, trying to prevent the invasion at its inception so that they ne- so that race never gets off the planet. And this is an ongoing series or a mini-series? It, it was, uh, I think, it did tw- uh, nine issues at Image, and now they've got a subtitle for this. Uh, not The Enemy Within, but uh, it's, it's something... Uh, it's something that's it, it's kind of going back and explaining the backstory a bit. So there'll be a series of miniseries. Every episode ends with a tremendous cliffhanger. You're going, how could he possibly survive? Really, you go, how could he, he possibly, possibly survive? survive His head's been cut off, and there it is on the floor. How could he possibly survive? Well, he travels through time. Yeah, that's a lot of it. 
Yeah. So it's a really cool series. And uh, at Comic Con last year, I can't remember who sponsored it, but somebody had tricked out a car to be all Fear Agent. Uh, G4 had actually uh, tricked out a car and was giving away a Fear Agent, a Fear Agent car. So, uh, so that's there we go. Uh, also uh, on the Marvel move, they lost. They, I shouldn't say they lost, but a super team that again. People had forgotten about that they were going to revive. They got a cease and desist letter and officially changed the title. What team am I talking about? Goodson has no clue. Mm. Not the Avengers. Another pithy answer? No. The Champions, if you recall back, uh, which was originally Hercules, Black Widow, Angel, Iceman, and Ghost Rider. They get de- Thanks, did they get a cease and desist from the BBC because there was a Champions TV show back in the 60s? No, from the role-playing game, the Champions oh, in the yes. 80s, because Marvel had abandoned the trademark and the role-playing game had started, and then a series of comics based on the Champions role-playing game had begun. I do recall. And had resumed publication in 2005. And probably the best superhero role-playing game available was Champions. So. so there you go. And uh, when Marvel announced they have essential champions, they put it together the seven, I think it's seventeen or eighteen issues in one black and white volume. Then uh, they announced that as part of the initiative, the West Coast, the California team of superheroes would be the champions revived. Mm-hmm. But the publishers of the champions game and the book based on it said, um, "No, we own that name." No. So now, <clears throat> and I don't know if this is necessarily a better name, but the champions has officially been renamed. The Order. Sounds like a Wildstorm book or something. Yeah. Uh, like The Authority, like, The Order. I, you know, the would we have rat been bastards. Cool? Why not just revive West Coast Avengers? I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Someone uh, thesaurist The Authority and came up with The Order. The Order. Yeah, well, apparently there was, uh, there was a miniseries from Marvel that none of us read. Uh, True. Kurt Busiek read call, wrote called the Order, in which it was basically the Defenders came together. Doctor Strange decided that it was time to be proactive, tired of having to constantly defend the Earth. So if the, the Defenders would secretly take over, kind of like the Illuminati, kind of. Hmm. Oh, what a tangled web we weave, Rick. Now that you know Brian Michael Bendis is, hey, did you read the last issue of the Illuminati? No, it's explaining the Beyonder. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what explain solution. the Beyonder. Hey, I will not tell you what solution they came up with. Can but you explain the Beyonder? But it's very, very controversial right now oh, among right. fans because it's not an answer that will satisfy. Oh, hot topic! I like their clothes. Oh, no, no. I, what we're doing is here is shilling for sponsors. Next. <clears throat> Next. All right. I'm hungry. Will you, will you hand me my Snapple? Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, and still in comics this week was the announcement of the Bill Finger Award. Ooh, I like fingers. <laughs> Not chicken fingers. Not that one, Steve. Oh. Thank you. Oh, dear. Our pantomime store manager, Steve Simonetti. I'm a three-finger guy, Al. Oh. Thank you. Oh, uh, there it is. Okay. He's doing shadow puppets. The Bill Finger Award is an annual award given at... Uh, poor bunny has one ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and this will all be cut out. Uh, okay. Bill Finger. Bill Finger, who was the uh, unsung hero of Batman. Bob Kane got all the credit, uh, signed all the contracts, and, and got Bob his name Finger on it. Bob Finger got fingered. But Bill Finger actually, yes, there, Bill Finger did get fingered. He... Uh, he did get screwed. He did not uh, get nearly the credit he deserves for all the work he did. As I mean, now he is, but he's dead uh, for having written and created most of the Batman mythos for Bob Kane. 
And so they give this award to uh, every year to two writers. One who is a is a, is a posthumous award, one, and then the other is to a living veteran who's still alive so they can recognize some vets before they're gone and acknowledge sure. their contribution to the industry. So this year, uh, and I believe that the award is given out at Comic-Con, but it, the recipients have been announced, and it is Gardner Fox. Cool. Who, yes, who created did most of Justice Society, early Justice League, mm-hmm. and uh, th- he went over to Marvel, and I think he did some Avengers, too. I think I've heard that he had done some work there, but but best known for Justice Society. I Justice heard he League had a work. thing with Scarlet Witch. Who didn't? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that crimson trollop. Guys love helmets. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, better wear one when you're with her. So uh, the other, the living winner is a, a man. I hope I pronounce this right. George Gladier, uh, and he wrote for Archie for many years, but it, probably most notable, and this is one you think about. I really wouldn't have crossed your mind. Is uh, was head writer for Cracked through most of Cracked's hmm. existence. Now you know. I know a lot of people probably think of Cracked as the poor man's Mad, but uh, it did. Sure. It does have its followers. It was the edgier Mad. Was the edgier Mad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with that. And it did certainly have a lot of. I, I thought, if Mad was too mainstream for it you, was, it was. you went cracked, you had dude. Cracked. Yeah. So George Lydia was there. And uh, what I thought was interesting reading it, what caught my eye about it was that uh, we talked, though we did not interview uh, the people from Rorschach Entertainment at, at Supercon, and they were publishing a book by, by George Lydia called Cindy and Her Obasan. It's a one shot. About a about a young Japanese girl and her fairy godmother, Obasan but that's Sanji. not the book you bought from Rorschach. You bought I bought uh, ah. oh come on grave something. Oh, it I was, didn't know there was going to be a test. I'm sorry, a I test was, of your own life. It was the it was the I bought it because it looked needy. This is your purchase it was, history. It was, the, it was the Lee Marvin. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Book. I can't remember what it's called, but it was the one that was modeled after a Lee Marvin movie. Yeah. Hey, if you know what book Rick brought. <clears throat> bot, email if, us. If you are the publisher of Rorschach Entertainment, James Taylor. I'm the guy who bought that the book. name stuck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and you're not he, eligible to win the contest. And he and he gave me a, a book also from that's coming out from them called Mess, which right. was interesting. And that's all I'll say about it at this point. I'm still mulling over. Their their gimmick was that all their books were one shots for right. the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, even though even the recurring characters were just single stories that weren't connected. Right, right. So easier so that if they did not get picked up by Diamond, yeah, it, was interesting, uh, it was an interesting publishing, uh, publishing strategy. So, And there we go. Proof, though, that one of these old guys is still really kicking and doing stuff is he had a book that just came out last year. And, uh, you know, and he's being honored, so congratulations. He's being honored. Yeah, I, I that sound in the background is Adam beginning to melt down. We have to, we have to go push the rods into Adam. <laughs> okay. Careful, careful. Another old-time writer who's still, you know, making good. Stan Lee. Stan never Lee. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Well, you know, that's okay. Uh, secretly. Uh, he did some of the early Spider-Man. The white zone is for loading and unloading. <laughs> that boy ain't got the sense God gave a weasel. All right, so. Anyway. Huh. All right, enough distractions. Let's kick this rabbit Stan Lee. Teeth. Stan Lee just signed a deal with Disney. A first look deal with Disney Pictures. First look, 
first look, meaning that if he creates a character, he has to show it to Disney oh, first. They have right they, first re- and they have first the right of first refusal. refusal. They call that in Hollywood the first, Is first look. Is Stanley still creating characters? Well, in the last year, <laughs> there have been at least two direct-to-video projects that uh, were touted very heavily, at least at Target. Mosaic. Really? Stanley's Mosaic. So uh, you're telling me in the last few years, Stanley had a heavily hyped project that no one saw... <laughs> Well, let's not forget Stripperella. Or the superhero show. Uh, uh, who wants to be a superhero? Who wants to be a superhero? Which is going for a second season. Stanley invents the DC universe. Yeah, just imagine Stanley creates the DC universe. He's a legend. He's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. I know. He's a legend. You've had dinner with him. But, but what I have, but what I thought was uh, funniest about it is, of course, that, that, is that Variety prints this and says what makes him viable is, you know, he just had Spider-Man 3 open because he was executive producer of that, and he's got Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer opening up, thinking, do you people realize how little he actually had yeah. to do with Stanley's his got his Hollywood sunglasses and <laughs> right. cell phone, and he's producing these movies, baby. I'm so cranking I, I them believe, out. I believe the other one was The Condor that came out, and... Uh, I can, uh, that, uh, I believe Stan Lee has been on record saying, if I ever run out of animals, I will run out of <laughs> <laughs> So, So he signed that first look deal. Which, which is harsher than trying to poison him, frankly. With his Stan, Stan Lee, shh, we can't talk about that. Stan Lee's PAL Entertainment has signed that. So uh, that's kind of an interesting wow. thing. I, it'll be interesting to see if anything. Stan's now like 82, 83 I mean, again, God love him. Let's. I wish I could shill that hard, but I'm 83. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could shill that hard now. That's what I'm saying. I hope <laughs> that by 83, up to it. I've got it down. <laughs> you should see the crap I'm planning on putting out in my 70s. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been a good day for uh, for film deals too. Of course, uh, and again, I have to turn to Michael, who's watched. Though he claims not as uh, not as much as I think, but still more than I did of. <laughs> Yes, there we go. Thundercats is getting Thundercats a live is action finally film. getting the movie, baby. Woo! I think I can't go beyond Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Thundercats. Ho! Oh, this ho. Yeah. There, no, you got to okay. forget you can't forget the ho. I can't. I, I tried hope. to just forget the ho, but <laughs> you really can't. Was that no, Ch- Chitara? I I read that news today and went, "Ah, well there goes another piece of my childhood up for sale." Uh I just watched that Transformers trailer. I, I'm going to go on record now saying that movie sucks. Uh, I, really? Why do we keep doing this, people? I, I don't know. And that falls, apparently, and I totally missed that they, had, uh, uh, and it's all Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is also going to make a He-Man movie. So uh, we did. That was called Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! Ah! Right here, baby. Five. No. Yeah, good one. <laughs> Let me see your script. Oh, yeah, you look. It's got it right down there. No, you it doesn't. That I, no, nice. I didn't. I just thought of that right now off the top of my head. I don't know how I do it. Wonderful. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I watched some episodes of Thundercat. I'm the right age. This You'd think that these Warner Brother people were targeting this to me, and yet I read the news and went, who cares, you know? Yeah. When will there be a GoBots movie? Well, if Transformers <laughs> does well, you know someone's going to buy GoBots. You know someone's going to buy GoBots. These are the GoBots. weaker franchises of the 80s. Yeah. I don't think there are enough Thundercats Where is our ROM f- Space Knight? No, 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 no. My, my fear is that Transformers leads to a remake of Maximum Over- Overdrive. That could oh, really be uh, awful. Uh, that's already been remade. Uh, for the USA Network? No. Yes, we yes. No. Look, a tear yes. is forming. 
Thank God I don't want to see USA. Yeah, Maximum. that was years ago. But there are two versions of they Maximum Overdrive. They made a second version of yes. Maximum Overdrive. Yes, they did. Yes. You're Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Shit. Oh. Two, this time it's impersonal not trucks. A, <laughs> not a sequel, but an actual, this is... <laughs> this time, Tonka gets tough. <laughs> that one, so you made up. The other one? I yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I dig up too much of that. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> one we can respect, though, perhaps, is that uh, there was also talk of making a biog- biographical film of William M. Gaines, which oh, ties back to... I fear. thought you were going to say Mumra. We're getting there. Uh, isn't that, wasn't that taken care of on Robot Chicken? Bi- a biography of Mumra. A <laughs> biography of Mumra. Yeah. I watched just enough Thundercats, as I said earlier, to, to uh, drop to references. references. Yeah. Say, <laughs> say Snarf, Snarf and Mumra and, and uh, Lionel Tigor. I no, knew Tigor that 20 years from man. then I'd have to make some references, so I so just stopped studied up. hard. Yes. Young Michael Goodson put down his softball glove and said, Picked up. I'm going to grow up and be a smartass. And <laughs> I need me some ammo. <laughs> I need me some ammo. Uh, but William M. Gaines, who was the uh, publisher of EC Comics and publisher Mad of Mad Magazine, Magazine uh, is uh, the subject of a biopic called Ghoulishly Yours, William M. Gaines. Cool. So, yeah, apparently he's quite quite a nut job. That's how he the signed EC story every love is actually letter. pretty interesting. What? That's how he signed every love letter. Ghoulishly yours. I think that may William actually James. be true, Michael. This thing is, he was such a colorful character that uh, it, I, I've heard apocryphally that if you went to the Mad Magazine offices when he was still in charge, when he's still alive, because I think he basically died in office, not literally found dead in the offices oh. of Mad, but uh, but I don't think he had retired. I think he just he was still alive. He was, well, he's still, he's still he was still alive when he was running it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, we know where you're going, but that it's a but it's a really crazy. Uh, it was a, it was a really crazy office, and one of the reasons was that early on, a fan went to visit the office and it was very boring, and so he sent out word everybody, be weird, <laughs> be weird <laughs> when pe- when outsiders come in. Let's make this office. There's look not weird. a booger hanging from your nose. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, if you're not Sergio Aragonas with the, with that mustache, uh, out. out. Yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, it could be interesting when they talk about the EC uh, comics period and the you know the whole witch hunt around. Well, comics absolutely, period. because the I'm sure there will be a big focus yeah. on uh, the seduction of the innocent yep. and uh, the Kefauver uh, trials, Wortham and and because where basically the comics industry got together and formed the comics code in order to force William M. Gaines out of business. Because EC was the most popular of them all, so it's, a, it's actually a pretty pretty Where's interesting your story. Now? <laughs> well, he's uh, his head's at home plate, at the most infamous of EC stories. So, uh, we also another film deal that probably is going to be cooler to Rick is the Shannara or Shannara. How do you pronounce it? How do you say it out loud? The Terry Brooks series of fantasy novels. You know, I hated that series. I thought something very interesting was about that series is that they're not going to start with the first book, Sword okay. of Shannara. They're going to start with Elfstones of Shannara. Well, then maybe it has a chance because well, I didn't because go past you, you, the first book. Because the first book was the Lord of the Rings yeah. retold with a sword instead of a ring. It's like it was like making a pizza with mayonnaise. It was one just sword not to kill them good. all. Yeah, yeah. And we've got to put it in the furnace. Yeah, because uh, it's apparently post-apocalyptic. I don't even remember that detail. Look that, out! It's it, Golem. That everybody's been saying it's uh, it, all the press <laughs> has been talking about it being post-apocalyptic, and, and know, I like look the at the door. <laughs> <laughs> that's no Golem. That's Andy, uh, or it's Chris Garcia. We're not sure. Neither one is actually Filthy here. Hibbits. All right. 
Uh, and I picked. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It was a very derivative <laughs> book. It was a very, very derivative book. Probably the, the biggest reason that book was successful in the first place was the, the brothers uh, painted it. The Hildebrand brothers did the illustrations Actually, for it. Actually, I think the reason why it was very popular at the time was because there wasn't a whole lot of fantasy to read at that time. You don't realize what an explosion occurred after like Star Wars and you know, just in general. Yeah, that's true too. But it was also the Lord of the Rings in a much shorter form. I think Sword of Shannon is only like 600 pages, whereas Lord of the Rings is, what, 10,000, 11,000? Yeah, Lord of the Rings Cliff Notes, what you're saying? Yeah, it was basically, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so uh, Warner Brothers is counting on the, and that is their next big live action animated fra- uh, live action mm-hmm. big fantasy franchise mm-hmm. hoping no one notices that the tall gray wizard is uh, uh, looks nothing like Ian McKellen no. I think they're getting F. Murray Abraham to play that character so that would be good Abe Vigoda <laughs> you know <laughs> Ooh, that'd be cool Abe Vigoda has <laughs> gandalled uh, so <laughs> it's not the weirdest thing I've heard about casting uh, I picked up at Supercon a rumor I had never heard. Maybe you guys can tell me because Michael, I think, does a little more surfing than I do as of other sites. What? Maybe just porn. No. D- uh, well, no. But I you, think, hey, throw it I out here. Let's I, see what I, I can get. No, okay. I thought you meant longboard. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Thanks. That's surfs up. Opening this week from Sony. No, they're not going to sponsor us. Uh, that uh, I had heard that for a while. We we we've been talking about like a Captain America film, knowing that a Captain America uh, Captain America film is on the dockets for Marvel. And I heard from someone over this weekend that Jared Hess, the director of Napoleon Dynamite and Nacho Libre, had been attached to Captain America. For Vote a while. for Captain America. Vote for Vader. Oh, see, now it suddenly makes sense. Now it makes a lot of sense as a rumor. Have either of you guys heard that before? Not at all. Just from you. <laughs> Just now. Yeah. Just now. Thanks. Me, Just you are right, so right helpful. You, open you know, we wait for you to show up. Oh, hey, that's what I, I'm here know, for. I try not Liven to. it up. I want to include you because you're my friend and this is what you it's do. It's like me. a distorted echo. <laughs> Time out. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> Cripes. Uh, so, okay, we haven't heard that at all then. All right. Not at all. Eh, well, Tell good. me more, Derek. No, that's all I heard of the rumor, and I thought, that's really bad. That's a really bad choice of direction. Absolutely. I hated Napoleon Dynamite. Did you see Nacho Libre? No. Probably for the best. Probably yeah. for the <laughs> best. I just don't see really something that screams out superhero director. I, I think I think we really need to have that kind of dry, slow humor about Captain, Captain America. America. Let's Price, yeah. Yeah. Let's just make it make it seem like Steve Rogers is vaguely retarded. <laughs> Would be uh, give, him a, give him a big red afro. I think that's the way to bring him back to dance. life and really put him back to the forefront. Of give the it no yeah. plot. Well, sure. Yeah, <laughs> all the hallmarks. Speaking of no plot, Hostel Two opens this week. Uh, great, anybody horrified? Great posters. Hosteler? What? Great posters. Great posters. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Yes, the raw meat one was available at Supercon, and I almost vomited. Yeah, and, and uh, you probably would have improved the way it looked. Yeah, yeah. So, torture porn out there. Anybody else thinking that Eli Roth, if he wasn't a filmmaker, would be a serial killer? Uh, I'm just kind of curious. I think my, my mind's still on Quentin Tarantino. Oh, they could both be. They could be in a little... Uh, Ever seen them together? Um, could be like that uh, A Long Game of Spider where there's two serial killers. Yes, they're actually... They, they do appear together in um, Grindhouse. What? Uh, they are both in the second in Death Proof. They both appear back. in the same scene. So uh, switch murders and maybe crisscross. Cross. <laughs> okay, 
And if you can follow that particular discussion, woohoo! Well, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Hell, join the staff. <laughs> we need the help. Uh, but speaking of, we need the help. Did you uh, did you get to see a little movie called Ocean's Thirteen last? Week? I did, ladies and gentlemen. Damn. I got me a heap of help in the Mr. Pitt. <laughs> he is scrumdiddlyumptious. <laughs> well, and how was the rest of the film, Mrs. It's all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll have a review by Friday, but uh, I, I enjoyed the film as I enjoyed the other two. Uh, a guy questioned me on the way out. He said, hey, did you just get out of Ocean's? Yeah, I did. Uh, what did you think? Was it better than 12? Because I hated 12. Like, well, I like 12, so I guess my opinion's invalid right now. So. <laughs> Do the math. By the way, you work at the movie theater. If I told you not to go see it, would you not go <laughs> see it? <laughs> I've got better things to do with my time. Having worked at several movie theaters, no, you'd see everything. You'd see everything. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've seen the first two, it's more of the same. Uh, I think that How's Pacino? things like Hustle have sort of diluted that genre of cool, hip heist films that... They don't even really. Hold on, on how mainstream hustle really is. Yeah, but I mean we know it. But, but we're geeks. But the fact that it's the third in the franchise, we've seen two big heists, so they they sort of stray away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, Al Pacino's character screws over one of the thirteen, and they're out for revenge. So they're really out to. The plot is to try and take down Al Pacino. Those so basically kind of the the sting. Sure. I mean, and, and there's a heist. They try to steal some stuff of his as well as ruin his business. Pacino's just Pacino. He doesn't bring anything other the table to the table other than Manic his name energy. on the credits you know <laughs> right you know he's Pacino uh, Ellen Barkin I didn't know was in it for some reason hadn't seen her in like a decade unless she hasn't been in the still totally hot that's excellent she's a hot gilf excellent um, news and uh, she's not a gilf yet she's still just a milf pretty sure she's a gilf no 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 that's step grandchildren Rick, Rick, Rick's looks confused I'm no G is for grandma anyway okay so she is 54 but still, sure. All right. Anyway, uh, but uh, sorry, you know, you're still the one for me. If if you if, <laughs> if you like the first two, go see the third. They uh, they they do no setup as far as who these characters are. They know you know. And even the first one, the they didn't do it. that it, much in the first one. It, it's yeah. good fun. It's just fun. Yeah, and it, it's the last one. They all died. Ooh, oh, jeez. You can edit that out. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. oh. Why did I do that? I just, because you're an idiot. So you did get to see that. That's good. I, was, I did. Thanks, My wife enjoyed it. There's some good laughs, good hunks. Uh, no babes. No Julia. No Zeta. Yeah. No barking. Right. But, you know, barking. Yeah. an older babe. But, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever. All right. Good. Good. And Andy Garcia. So you'd say that would probably be the best uh, of, of the choices to see this weekend. Absolutely. Because if people probably get this podcast, why about Friday? They, sure. might, they might be thinking about hey, it. Hey, check out my review. That's right. I certainly I will have a review up for Surf's Up, which I saw last weekend, and uh, the mockumentary about surfing penguins. But ignore Derek's review and go read mine. Well, please do ignore Derek's review because, uh, well, don't ignore it because we need the hits, but it's... Uh, click on Derek's, then click back I and read kinda, mine. Yeah, I was kind of bored by, by Surf's Up. I think the most impressive thing about it was the water technology and... And then everything else that was funny in that film we'd see in the commercial. Yeah, I know. It's like, ooh. It's like saying, you know, the thing I really liked about uh, Lord of the Rings, all those mountains. Those were great mountains. Oh, man. Isn't New Zealand a great country? Hey, the thing I really loved about Spider-Man 3, sand. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. But we did like that. Look at that sand We did. We we did. Um, And and speaking of that, just a weird little... I I went to Toys R Us last night just to check out, you know, like there's a lot of Sandman toys. A lot of Spider-Man toys. Sure, you're a 
guy in his late 30s trolling Toys R Us late at night. What's possibly suspicious about that? What Mm, happened, Eric? Nothing. Well, no, I was actually trolling looking for, uh, as as you guys are aware, at at Supercon, I bought a Mr. Fantastic figure for my son. He loved it. Stretchy Mr. Fantastic. Stretchy Mr. Fantastic. It was a big hit. And uh, so I just wanted to see what, what if they had anything cool for Fantastic Four 2 or Rise of the Silver Surfer. Not a single toy. Really? Oh, there are tra- Stunning. There are Transformers movie tie-ins already. There's certainly lots of Pirates and, and Spider-Man stuff, yes. but I just thought yes. but Fantastic Four is, is opening. Has anyone seen the trailer for yes. Fantastic Four? Why does Jessica Alba look completely different in this movie? Um, Why does she not look like Jessica Alba? Uh, I think because she's binged and purged a few times. Ah, there's something mm. weird going on with her eyes. Like they colored her eyes, and now she looks all what color her eyes now? Leaky. I don't know. I, you I know, just blue. I'm gonna guess. I just I, saw the trailer for I the first time. Watched, the other I day. haven't watched the last trailer. I know that there was a one that came out like there, last week. Yeah, I, I watched this, the scene where she's in the forest and the Silver Surfer comes in. She yeah. forms a bubble. I saw he that dips at the end into of it. Heroes. Yeah. She, she does not look at all like Jessica Alba. It uh, maybe is me, but it was maybe like, they're trying to make her seem Jessica older. And you haven't seen the one where the the powers switch. No. Oh, there's a new one. There's a new one where it it gets. I, I hate this. They are always putting too much into these trailers yeah. that give away too many big points of the movie. So apparently, and I'm not spoiling anything. You'll see this on TV undoubtedly before you see the movie. That uh, <laughs> that um, something their their experience with the surfer causes them to switch powers. Okay, and so. Well, that would have been a nice surprise. Sue, that would have been a great surprise in the movie, not necessarily in a trailer. But there's this great scene where um, Sue bursts into flame, and uh, and and somebody says, "You're on fire," and she goes, "Yeah, thank." <laughs> uh... But then it ends with Johnny Storm standing on the sidewalk and he yells, "Flame on!" and he goes invisible. <laughs> Cute. Does she lose her clothing? No. They've still got unstable molecules. I'll wait for DVD. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. I'll take someone else. Uh, <laughs> no, the movie looks pretty good. Uh, well, you know, I, mean, I wonder how much hype did they really need. I mean, once they had the Silver Surfer out there, once you have those life-size Silver Surfers in movie theaters all across America, how much hype do we really need? It's or I- really kind of scary because the more they hype these movies, the more I'm sure they're going to suck. Mm-hmm. True. True. Yeah. And now I'm not a big Silver Surfer fan, so you need to do some hyping because I don't care at this point. But yeah. but, but is hype going to make a difference for you? No. So. But no, I mean, if you'd show me a really cool trailer with some stuff, I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe okay. that will be good. But you know, I, I have yet to be convinced. And another okay. and another fallback is I've been again. It's been mentioned for the summer movie season is that they're very concerned that. They count for the summer blockbusters that you have uh, repeat business. People come back and see them, but they're yeah. not coming back and seeing. Families, in fact, Shrek 3, though doing well, is they're waiting. Families are waiting for DVD. Because they're going to have to watch it 800 times with their kids anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So I watch it twice now. <laughs> because for one-fifth the cost of, ta- cost of taking your whole family out to see that, you get the DVD DVD. DVD. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Up yours, Hollywood. Hey, 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 they might still be our bread and butter. Not really, but no, no, so we can hope. No. Yeah, not so much. I mean, it's still a very impacted season, but Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer is two weeks, January, uh, January, June, June 15th, and uh, not a single toy. I'm very upset, though the previous toys are on clearance right now at Toys R Us, so you can get really good deals on yeah. old <clears throat> Fantastic Four toys. But none of them are good. They're all just the lame ones, like skateboarding Johnny Storm. With a light-up flaming skateboard. Thing in a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, thing in a trench coat. Uh, 
a flasher thing. <laughs> Dirty old man. Thing. Talk about switching powers. <laughs> well, last the last movie they had the ones that transformed in their powers. So you had the the Reed Richards with the alternate arms and legs that made him like yes. five times taller than anybody else, and you had the Sue in that weird kind of conical base that was supposed to be like whip, whipping around invisible force field. Yes, yeah, so. she did at the climax against so, Doctor Doom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, of the, t- the toys that are scheduled to come out, there will be an extending Mr. Fantastic arm you can put on. Ah. So, hmm. We'll have fun with that, huh? <laughs> oh, he's going to stay quiet now. All right. <laughs> I'm not sure who you're talking to. <laughs> I think you know. I'd prefer the stretch one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. And... Uh, <laughs> Also got word uh, this week that there, you know, last year we were a little disappointed. E three got canceled. I was, I, I, I feel, I feel somewhat strangely honored. I managed just to get into an E three right before they, I got into the last E three show. And they well, said, they killed the booth, babes, and that was it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They decided that they were doing too many individual regional hype shows anyway. Like I think Sony had a thing uh, a couple weeks ago up in San Francisco, uh, previewing a lot of their product, uh, and so. So that you know that they've been doing each studio is bringing people, game publisher bringing people in, and showing individually. So why gather them all together? But the gaming industry realized that people had a myth had grown up around E3, and now we have E for All coming in October 18th through 21st. This so, is for everyone. This is for uh, retailers, uh, business people. This is open. So now it's, it's like Comic Con for video games. But they're going to charge admission now. I would say that it's going to be, yes. Goofy clan can come. Did they not charge admission to? Not if you were part of the industry or could fake it. But industry tickets were very easy to get. Yeah. I had tickets before I was in the industry. I had plenty of extra tickets when I was in the industry, and uh, they're they're not hard to come by. That's what I mean. Yes. So, so first, so I, I see uh, right away the uh, the missed opportunity because the rating system for video games is E for everyone. Right. Why not call it E for everyone to tie it into video games instead of E for all? And then have a tea room. E for all. Yeah. Yeah. Have a tea room where the booth babes are. You know what I mean, babes? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I get what you're yeah. saying. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Uh, we don't know yet if we'll be sending anyone to that. Uh, don't know. Love to go. I did love to go. Well, that's when is it? Send donations. October. Send Michael to camp. <laughs> Send Michael to geek camp. Uh, Send Michael to booth babe camp. <laughs> Dang it! Hey, I'm gonna make a wallet <laughs> oh, with <God>. singles <laughs> in it. <laughs> October 18th through 21st at the. <laughs> LA Convention. October 18th, 21st at the uh, Los Angeles. I'll get you, Laura Croft. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Los Angeles. Who was that? Uh, convention Center, uh, where, of course, we just had the Star Wars Celebration 4. And uh, Hey, Mish, if you're listening, why'd you send us thumbnails of Slave Leia? I was looking forward to a director's cut of enormous wall sized pictures of amateur chicks in Slave Leia outfits. Call me. <laughs> it's a, it's this a very has been a public service announcement. <laughs> it's a very narrow fetish. By the way, <laughs> click on our link, Gallery Four, of the <laughs> yes, Star Wars celebration. Absolutely, all, all slave, slave layers, layers all, all the time. Size of a postage stamp. <laughs> all, no, not of a postage stamp. They're I'm re- just saying, the man's in the 501st. Couldn't he, you know, 
But kids, send a bigger picture. Stop before the last one. Stop before the last one. Well, the nightmares will never stop coming. Uh, So maybe we'll be sending people to that E for All. The next convention that will be appearing at at least you and I, Rick, will be at WesterCon. Correct. I think so. Yes, yes, and then we and then we roll into Con. Where's WesterCon? WesterCon is in the San Mateo Marriott, the same labyrinth that we held that uh, that Baycon was held. It's a very confusing. It's held in a hedge maze. (laughs) It was. It's no joke. It was a very confusing place to go up a set of stairs and be on the second floor and walk like three turns to the left and you're on the third floor. But then a tide of blood sweeps you back yeah. down to the first <laughs> Watch floor. Watch out for the two little twins <laughs> and the kid riding the, mo- the, the little tricycle. tricycle. Oh, it was horrible. Uh, but uh, How many podcasters are twitching their fingers saying red rum right now? <laughs> Anybody? Uh, so we'll be attending that and then of course we've got, uh, we've got Comic Con. Never heard of it. Never heard of that. Well, you, that's why you won't be going this year. Well, no, sir. No, but uh, maybe Rick will be. I know I will be. Now I know Lon will be. Oh, Rick will be. Maybe I'll Maybe. Attend. Maybe oh. Rick will be. Lon, definitely. A lot of people make that decision based on whether or not I am going to skip out on it. I do. I do. <laughs> if I got to, you know, slip Mrs. Brettschneider at Chris 20 to let you go, I may do. That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> she just pocketed, wouldn't she? She would. She would. <laughs> and Rick still couldn't come out and play. But uh, that's, that's all right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's our that's our season, and that's our as I say that's our show for this evening. Any other uh, pressing business in your guys' head? No, I pretty much cleared up that thing about the slave Leia picks. So you good. did, yeah. <laughs> You're clean, okay. Uh, <laughs> I just had comics to talk. About. I should say uh, I, I do want to say uh, because I when we yeah. when we did the podcast out of out of uh, Baycon, I should mention that uh, whatever it is this this project that I'm working on uh, with William Cat the. Uh, person I have failed to name in in major ways, Christopher Fellino, who is the director of Gamers. He's the guy that brought me in on the project. I'm going to edit the first book, Mythology Wars, over his writing, and uh, then we are he and I are are co-writing a different book. So I want to give that plug. And is Derek, getting all the all the thanks in before the award ceremony. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, I just because I, re- I listened to the Bacon podcast and realized, hey, I forgot, I forgot to mention. To, yeah. You know, Chris, who brought me in on this project, so I want to, to shout out. Shout and out. hey, you know, while you're at the uh, Family Planet homepage downloading this uh, podcast, well, I guess you would have to listen to it first. So. Right, but, but you, anyway, they go, can go back, back. Go back to the and click on the gamers banner, which is on the right side. Absolutely, it's a, it's a it says buy very, now. Very good movie. Uh, we watched it. We like the guys. It's a, a film. A guy left. You know, dedicated his life to making and, uh, and sold his house and his car and a couple of his children on eBay. If uh, nobody, his wife did give birth to twins during the filming of, of, of oh. Gamers. Okay. So, and one was named Carcassonne. <laughs> <laughs> and the other was named Zorlak. And that's it. Lovely boys. <laughs> All right. Good so night, if you have any topics that you'd like us to be talking about, please email at editor at fanboyplanet.com. E-D-I-T-O-R at fanboyplanet.com. You know, I should say that after... There's no Y in editor. There's no... Did I say? Did I say Y? No, you spelled... Editor. You spelled editor like You never get it, know. Get it confused with... People might... I might be, I might be very edgy. There you go. Editor. Yeah. With two R's. Editor with a uh, three. You know, you know Timmy... Uh, from from Lassie, John Provost. John Provost actually, he knew how to email. God, me. what emailed. is that guy up to lately? I wish well, I knew. Well, that's on the last podcast. Is it? And he sent a nice thank you note for a, a really fun show. So I was glad that we interviewed Timmy. Uh, oh, and I have I have a personal note to we have we have a fan in Australia. We who, do. Yeah, I thought I sent you this mail. 
who uh, wrote to me oh. the day before he was leaving for New York asking, so you went to New York and you got to see all the stuff at Marvel and DC. How can I do that? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, dude. There was just, there was just you, a uh, ton of Go to Times Square Comics and start yeah. kissing butt. Follow him home. <laughs> dress up like him. Uh, you start a website. You do it for about five years. And... Uh, to make some friends. Accidentally but, meet Brett yeah. <laughs> or Rick. <laughs> Rick but I, I hope you had a great time in New York and really sorry I couldn't help you out more. There you go. Okay. That's our apologies, our errata, our corrections. We've done our thank yous and now our apologies. It's time to go. It Derek, sing us the goodbye song. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Am I see? See you real soon. K E Y. Why? Because we have nothing better to do on Wednesday than come to comic shops and talk about the things we love. We better not finish the song. F A N B O Y. Fan Martin! All right, seriously, someone else will take us out. All right. Bye, everybody. I'm Derek McCall, editor in chief of Fanboy Planet. That over there. This has been a Mike Goodson, Derek McCall, Rick Brechtschneider production. I'm coming home, Mom. This is Mark Wade, writer of Raven Bold for DC Comics. Remember, use your powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. I wish I'd pushed the button just a second earlier. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm full of non sequiturs. Okay, you all warmed up? You ready to go? Why do alligators get all the good pot? <laughs> yeah, that was funny, but how about you start announcing? Huh? Oh, sorry. Are we ready? You said you wanted to announce. Go. The Fanboy Planet Podcast is taped in front of a live nerdy audience.